Hey guys, welcome back to Drive Time. As always, I'm David Drum, and today I am joined by another Drive Time veteran, Pastor Andy Kaup from the Bellevue Christian Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome back, Andy. David, thank you, man. It's good to be back with you guys. Uh, you know, honestly, as I'm looking outside in Nebraska right now, I'm kind of wishing I was actually with you in Florida, but I guess we'll have to we'll have to settle for the Zoom call. So. Well, Hey man, you know, all roads lead to Florida right now, or at least that's how it feels. So come on down with everybody else. So, um, well guys, so, uh, Andy and I basically got into a conversation before we hit record today and it started with, uh, a simple question that I asked Andy, uh, because what you guys don't know is we actually had to reschedule uh, a little bit today on the fly, uh, different times that we're recording. And, uh, I, I asked the question busy day and it's very interesting because his, Andy's response was, well, it didn't start that way. Um, which led into a conversation about just busyness. So, um, I had a, a friend who's a pastor tell me once that after, probably the fourth or fifth time I had said to him, man, it's just a really busy season for me. And he said, you know, if every season's a busy season, it's not a season, that's your pace. And it really hit me. And, and we were talking about that. So I know you have some thoughts about this, this thought of busyness and rest and really what we're supposed to do with that. Yeah, man. And it's, it's like you said, it, it, it it's ironic that today, we're going to talk about this whole idea of busyness and rest and, and finding a pace and all that kind of stuff. When, when, just like you said, just earlier today, I found myself in the middle of like, Oh man, this day is getting out of hand. It's already more than I can handle. And, uh, it's, it seems like I can't keep pace with how fast my day is going. And, and, uh, you know, I think one of the things that we're seeing kind of in our world and our culture is that that's just the way of life right now is we just kind of all, um, most of us, I shouldn't say everybody, but I know for me, we, I can find myself in this regular routine of just running from one thing to the next and always trying to accomplish more. And, and it just kind of seems like, uh, when you pause long enough to go, Hey, how did I get here? it's like, none of us really know how we got here. We just, we just know that we are here and, and kind of wonder, is there a different way of living life? Is there, is there a way to go about my day to day without feeling exhausted and empty at the end of every day, you know? Um, well, and it's, it's weird because I think sometimes in society, it's almost like you have to say you're busy to, to show that you're productive. So to, you know, if I were to walk into a place and be like, Oh, how's it going? Oh, you know, actually I find myself with a lot of margin. Uh, I'm well-rested. Um, I'm I'm good. I I think people would really be thrown off by that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's almost like, especially, and I think as, as men, we do this particularly, but it's almost like we see, margin and rest as a sign of laziness of, of like, Hey, you, if, if you were accomplishing something, 
you'd be busy. And we, we kind of wear that busyness as a badge of honor. Like, look how much I'm doing, look how much I'm getting done. And, and, uh, rather than seeing it as like, man, these are, my busyness is not a badge of honor. It's a, it's a burden that I need to, I need to get rid of. Like, this is, this thing will kill me if I'm constantly running at that pace. Um, you know, I was, uh, a book that I would, I would recommend if you're interested in kind of diving into more of this, but it's a book called the ruthless elimination of hurry by the John Dallas. Uh, yeah. And he, he quotes a bunch of Dallas, Dallas Willard. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he makes this comment about kind of tying it to the life of Jesus and just seeing here's this guy who, who came to the earth with the greatest mission that, any of us could ever have, right. Come and save the world, <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, that's more to accomplish in a short amount of time than any one person could ever do. And yet Jesus was never in a rush. He was never busy running from place to place. He, and, and Comer just kind of makes this, this connection of like, so many of us want the life of Jesus, but we're not willing to live the lifestyle of Jesus which incorporates rest and a slower pace and a rhythm to our, to our way of life. And, uh, I'll be honest, that challenges me. Cause I, I want to just go, 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 go. Like it, there's, uh, I, I'm one of those that feels like if I'm resting, I'm probably, I'm probably, uh, being irresponsible or overlooking something. I should be, I should be doing something right now, you know? So, um, you know, it, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it, it's interesting. You you had made the statement just a minute ago about uh, a lot of guys feel like if they're resting, it's synonymous with laziness. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I never really, yeah, I, I feel that, but I never really uh, kind of captured the thought until you were saying it is the best definition I've ever heard for the word laziness was relying on natural talents. Um, you know, where, where you don't work on improving a skill, whether it's, you know, something athletic or, or something intellectual, whatever it is, there, there's room for improvement, uh, on that natural skill. And, you know, that has nothing to do with pace, pace or, or rest or anything like that. It's, so if that becomes the definition for laziness, then resting actually could be in fact, helping you improve mentally and physically, because to improve in either one of those areas, you do need downtime. You do need to rest your mind, rest your body, uh, in order to improve. So, yeah. and I had never connected those two until the, the way you phrased it. Yeah, absolutely. I had a, a friend who's actually, uh, I believe is a drive time veteran as well. Riley Ross. Uh, oh yes. He, he used to always say uh, rest is a weapon. You know, he would just remind us and, and it always was when we were, when we were training or, or doing something like that, but it, it was just this reminder of like rest properly used will, will reload, refresh and renew to where you're ready to hit the ground running again. And so, hmm. um, so when we use it in, in the right context, when rest is, is a weapon for us now, um, then it actually increases strength. And it goes right along with what you're saying is like, it's kind of that, okay, reload and then explode kind of, kind of rhythm. 
Um, I remember, I remember years ago going to Riley took me to this, uh, this Brazilian jiu-jitsu class, right? And I had never done anything like this before in my life. And so I knew I'm just going to go and I'm just going to get my butt handed to me over and over again. But, uh, but at the end of the, the class, we spent like 20 minutes just, just sparring and trading partner to partner to partner. And these guys, you could tell the guys who had done this before versus the rookies like myself, who, who, as soon as the timer went off, it was like, all go, no, no breaks. It just was uh, everything he got for the entire time. And you saw all of us just gas out really quickly. And by like the second partner, which was six minutes in, we're done. We, we can't even lift our arms anymore. And, you know, and, and I realized that these guys that could keep pace the entire time we were doing this, they knew when to rest, when to catch their breath and then when to attack. And, um, I think that's something that like in my spiritual life or just my daily walk, uh, that I've got to get into my head of, okay, there's, there's a rhythm that I need to learn to follow or a pace that will help sustain me. So. Now it's interesting. Um, you just, you just said that you need to, to get control of it, that you need to work on that pace. And, uh, um, I'm going to speak for the guys who are listening. Um, I would say all of whom are not pastors, not lead pastors. And, and we all sit, you know, on the weekend and we watch our pastor up on a stage. We're like, that dude's got it all together. That guy knows what's going on. He, he has this whole thing figured out. Um, (laughs) And, and yet here you sit going, well, in my spiritual life, man, I got to figure out how to do this, how to rest in areas and how to, how to, to explode in other areas. So, um, you know, I bring that up only to, to help put some ease in the minds of the guys who are watching that, uh, if you as the lead pastor of a, a large church, um, can sit here straight faced and, and it's no big shock to, to anybody on your team that you would say something like, man, I got to figure that out too. Um, that there's a lot of grace for normal guys who work normal jobs, uh, to go, man, I got to figure this out. Right. Right. Absolutely. Excuse me. Absolutely. It's, you know, um, something we say here a lot, which I know is similar to what uh, kind of you guys, you guys say at, at Cape is just, we say that we're, that, that we're all just people in process, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you guys talk about how everybody's a work in progress. And right. well, that includes those of us that are, whether in, we're in leadership positions or, or we find ourselves uh, working or just serving as volunteers or in our jobs, in our homes, like, and none of us have it figured out. And and the other thing that's, that's true about all of us is that our seasons do change. You know, I, I, I had to figure out what does my pace look like as a young single guy? What, how do I have a healthy pace then? Well, then I had to figure out what does this look like now that I'm married? And now that I have one kid, two kids, three kids, now that I'm a lead pastor, you know, like it just, there's this constant changing of seasons, which means an adjustment to our pace and our rhythm of rest. And so I would definitely encourage, you know, no, any of the guys, no matter where you're at, no matter what season you're in, 
we're all just trying to figure this thing out. And there's things that we can control. And then there's things we can't, you know, you, you can't control if you're on call for work and you get that phone call when you think you should be resting. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to have a nice rhythm of rest. What's going on. It's like, well, you, you can't just ignore your job. You, you got to go do this, but, but is that the norm or, is, or is it truly a small season? Cause I think we do experience busy seasons, but I love the way you said it at the beginning of, of just, is that a season or is that your, your life's pace? Are you just running at that, that tempo every day? So, so how do we, how do we evaluate that? How do we figure out, like, am I just, I mean, I've had seasons where like, bro, like, don't ask me to do the dishes, uh, today. Like I, I'm going to use paper plates because I don't have time for that. I, I, I've stacked my schedule and it's for a season. It's for a purpose. It's there's things going on around that. So I've intentionally done this to myself. Um, that's a, a season or maybe even not even a season, maybe a, a, a time frame that I'm going to do that intentionally. Yeah. Uh, but so that's one thing, but when it's day after day after day and you're starting to see, um, things get neglected around you. Um, I mean, are there, are there ways we can look at, uh, our pace or our season to evaluate like, Oh man, is this, is this my natural bent to take on too much is, or is this just a season? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause it is, it is hard to, to kind of delineate like what is, what is just, um, the way I feel right now? Like, do I just feel busy, but in reality, okay, this is just kind of a crazy time or have I kind of removed boundaries and limits to the point where, uh, this is just, uh, kind of like we've been saying, but this is just everyday life. This is my normal. Um, I think one of the most helpful things that I've ever done, uh, in, in kind of attacking some of this stuff is I took a season where, uh, and I kind of do this every time, every time my season kind of changes and I feel things starting to get a little crazy. Um, I take some time and I actually write out my, my weekly schedule, um, for about two weeks. And I mean, down to, down to the minute. So, okay. I wake up at this time. I, I spend 10 minutes getting ready to go to the gym. Then I'm at the gym from this time to this time. Then I, you know, all the way through, because then you have now some clear data that will tell you where your time is going and it can help you kind of evaluate, okay, this, this is not, while I feel busy and overwhelmed, my schedule would say, this is a season. This is, there's some things happening that I can't control that are, that are imposing themselves on this, but they're temporary. Or it will tell you as you begin to write things out of like, man, I've put way too much on myself. There's, there's far too much in this calendar and there's no way I actually have the bandwidth to take care of this. Um, but it gives you an actual, it, it moves beyond the feeling busy and the feeling overwhelmed to let's take a good, hard, clear look at 
how I'm actually spending my minutes, my hours, my weeks. Um, Cause then you can decide what can I change and what can't I, you know, uh, okay. I'm not going to change my eight to five, uh, but I can change what I do in the evening or, you know, what I say yes to what I say no to. That's really interesting. Cause I hadn't, as you were saying it, I, what I was imagining was basically the first time I looked at my budget, where's my money going. Yeah. And, and when I started keeping every receipt for about a month and looking at like, Oh my gosh, like I just blow money at gas stations. Like every time I, I see a gas station, I stop in and spend $10. Yeah. Um, and there was like, that was a huge mental shift for me when I saw that, that dollar amount on a piece of paper in front of me uh, at the end of a month. And as you were talking through that, you know, a minute by minute, it's like, man, you know, am I as busy as I feel if I were to see the numbers on a piece of paper in front of me? So that's actually a really interesting thing. Almost working at it like a time budget. Cause you still only get so much in a day. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, uh, I think it's a great, great analogy, you know, of, of looking at your receipts. So that's really what it is is saying, okay, uh, here's a realistic look at where I'm spending my most precious, uh, resource, my time. And, and you, you see pretty quickly whether you're, uh, using it well, or you're blowing your time on stuff that doesn't matter or, uh, or it'll let you know, like, um, you know, another great book that, that can help with this is, is a book called boundaries by Dr. Henry cloud, but it, uh, it just, it, it's not specific to protecting your time, but it, it gives you some great principles on how to, how to learn to say no to some things so that you can say yes to some other things and vice versa. Um, cause it, it, we can't say yes to everything. You know, we, we serve a limitless God, but as humans, we have limits. We, we, we don't, we don't extend into infinite resource, infinite, you know, uh, each of us has 24 hours a day. Uh, we, we have a limited amount of energy. We've got, uh, there's only so much we can do and it's not our job to push those limits. It's our job to use that time. Well, to steward those moments, uh, not just get more done. So that's really interesting. All right. So, uh, like you and I had talked about earlier, um, you know, especially since this is drive time, you know, we we've talked about different, you know, avenues for evaluating and, and even this time budget, uh, you know, analogy. Um, but what is, so what would you say is the thing for guys this week? Um, is it get more rest? Is it evaluate your, your time? What, what is it this week? that you would recommend that the guys who are watching step into and, uh, and do this week. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would kind of look at it like this. I want to, I want to give a verse, uh, a scripture that I think will be an encouragement to us this week as we kind of evaluate how we're using that time. Right. So, so it comes out of Matthew 11, um, and it's, it's 28 through 30. And I'm going I'm to say it from the message version because I think it fits exactly what we're talking about. But it says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? 
Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And then I love the way it says it here. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love that unforced rhythms of grace. So here's my, here's my practical, right? Here's my, what should we do with this is, uh, whether it's through a time budget or, or asking people around you, Hey, what do you see as, as kind of my, my time suck right now? Like what, what do you see taken from me? But, but stop, pause and evaluate your pace. Am I running too hard? Am I trying to, am I trying to keep up a pace that's not my own? You know, am I comparing myself to what someone else is getting done? Uh, but, that, but really focus on like, what is, what is my rhythm and pace? And am I operating at a healthy level or have I packed myself in too much? That is, as you're saying that I'm just thinking, man, but what do you do when you look at it and you're like, wow, I can't keep that up. And you're just, you, you hit that reality of, I have to change something, but you start looking at your list. You're like, well, I don't want to get rid of that. And I can't get rid of that. And uh, I get in trouble if I get rid of that. And uh, it's, it's funny. I, I have a friend who, who would always tell me, he's like, you know, you may have a busy schedule, but all of those things become negotiable. If you get a flat tire. And his thing was like how quickly your, your life can change amidst your plans. And he wasn't even talking anything catastrophic happening. He was like, you get a flat tire, man, your whole calendar changes. <laughs> hmm. uh, okay. So, well, that's good, man. Well, uh, guys, that's, that's the challenge for all of us. Uh, myself included, you heard, uh, pastor Andy say it, he, he needs to, to figure out how to, to, grab hold of this pace and, and, and balance it with rest, even in his spiritual life. Um, so that's the challenge this week is to really start evaluating it and, and get a hold of it a little bit, uh, and then discuss it with somebody you trust. So, um, Andy, thank you for being back here. Thank you for, uh, pouring into us. Thank you for making the time, uh, and, and, you know, adding this to your plate on a, uh, on a busy day. And David, thank you. I, I, I truly enjoy just hanging out and just the conversation, man. I, I love what you're doing. I love what you guys are doing out there. So uh, it's an honor to be with you guys. So thank you. Gentlemen, we'll see you again next week here on Drive Time.